Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news and your views. Alan Corcoran. The mother whose two sons were killed by their father has written a memoir of her life following their horrific deaths ten years ago. Titled Everything... Kathleen Chada, whose two boys, Owen, 10, and Rory, aged 5, were murdered by their father in July of 2013. Good morning, Kathleen. Good morning, Jim. Thank you very much for taking time out to talk to us. Oh, not at all. Thank you for having me, indeed. How are you? I'm okay. (laughs) That's my standard answer. I am. I'm good. I'm in as good a a place now, I think, as I can be in the circumstances. Um, And I always say August is my... New Year, if you like, you know, the anniversary is at the end of July and I kind of get a, a decline, if you like, of sorts. And then I plateau a little bit. Um, and then sort of from August onwards, I sort of get a, a burst of energy again, um, which is, is always good. Can you recall for me in your own way, in your own words? Yeah. What happened? When? <laughs> what happened? So, um, look, at, I suppose... Uh, the middle of, of July 2013, um, I was in the middle of, of um, an extended um, leave from work. I'd taken per, uh, parental leave, so I had five weeks off, which was fantastic. And um, about halfway through that five weeks, I discovered that Sanj had embezzled money from our local um, community centre. So as you can imagine, things were pretty tense between us for, for a period of time. And um, But I thought we were getting through it. I thought we were going to tackle it and get whatever we had to do, we would have to do sort of thing to pay the money back. And whatever the consequences of that were, he would have to take them. Um, and then on the 28th of July, um, it was a Sunday. Um, we had a kind of a fairly normal day, if that makes sense. And, um, you know, he was sort of trying to make up for what he'd done in a way. So he had told me that I could... And I, you know, have the afternoon to myself. To, I was going to go out for a walk with a friend, and he was going to take the boys bowling uh, in Carlo, is what he told me. Um, and they they left at about five thirty ish that Sunday evening, and um, that was the last I saw of the boys um, uh, alive. Um, he took them. He he drove to the west of Ireland, um, over to Ballantubber, or very close to Ballantubber, and. Um, yeah, he, he killed the boys sometime during the night, um, or the early morning, I should say, I suppose, of, of Monday the 29th of July. Um, and devastated a lot of lives, not just mine, indeed, um, in, in the process. So he's now serving two life sentences um, in Arbor Hill. Um, and I and Manny alongside me will, will have, you know, our life sentences began that day as well. You wrote in your book, this is part, there's a part of me that would say it would be easier if he was insane because then it would mm. have been an answer, it would have been a diagnosis. My husband yeah. was insane and he killed our children as opposed to my husband was evil and selfish and narcissistic and chose to take the lives of our two beautiful boys for his own purposes. Yeah. And, and that's what I, I believe it, it would have been easier. If I could have just said, you know, he, he didn't know what he was doing, um, but he did, you know, because um, that calls into question sort of everything for me. It's, you know, how did I, how did I not know? How, how do I trust myself in the future? I would say it's not about trusting somebody else. It's not about trusting others. It's about trusting my own judgment of people. Um, so I've had to do a lot of work um, on, on that over the years, but um yeah, it, it, how 
how does somebody hide something like that? Some that that their that capability, um, you know. And I suppose I had to question: Was it something that everybody is capable of? Is is it within us all? And I don't believe it is. Um, but I suppose that's part of the narcissistic, you know, controlling personality is being the ability to hide um, this part, and and he hid it very very well possibly even from himself if the truth be known um but um but how he had it within him to do what he did is is something i will never ever understand so it would be easier to simply say he was insane um, except i know he wasn't do you talk to owen and rory I do, yes, <laughs> regularly, um, uh, and it's it's funny. It's, it it changes. That's the thing. That, and I think anybody, particularly anyone that loses a child, you 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 know you 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 will realise over the years that changes. That dialogue changes. The narrative changes, and maybe that's almost because in your mind, you know, in my mind, Owen and Rory are now fifteen and twenty. You know, that's the. That's where my head goes, if you like. And yet there's still five and ten, you know. So you've got this bizarre kind of conversation that goes on. And and most of the time at this point, it's it's about, you know, look out for Nana, you know. Um, be with Sarah when she was doing her junior search this year, which Rory should have been doing alongside her. You know, it's, um, it's those sort of conversations. Uh, right down to, you know, we had a big tournament in Ballinkillen in memory of the boys uh, hurling um, uh, blitz on Sunday. Uh, so right down to, like, guys, can you please keep the rain away? Um, you know, can you, can you... So there's that kind of conversation. It's 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 not the deeper conversations that I might have had in the earlier days. So the, the kind of that relationship. And I do consider I still have a relationship with them. Um, it's a strange one, but it's, it's there. Um, but it changes. Um, and I think that's natural and normal and, you know, and heartbreaking when it's happening. You know, I often talked about it as being like a shift um, just in, in my head and in the man. You're trying to hold on to something um, so much. And, and I kind of think, you know, I had to realize that actually trying to hold on wasn't doing anybody any good. So I needed to actually move with whatever life was throwing at me um, and, and whatever that okay. the, the relationship with Owen and Rory was as part of that. How has it changed you as a person? Oh <laughs> I'll take a couple of programs um, it, it's funny it's two parts. I always actually to say I'm still me I'm still the Kathleen I was 10 years, 20 30, 40, 50 years ago maybe not 50 but I'm still me so and it was it was hard to find the me if you like again it was hard to to say no actually I can still be me I can still be the person that I was but the person that changed I suppose or the part of me that has, has changed is my I mean like I said my ability to trust other people I had to do a lot of work on that um, and and realize actually it wasn't that I couldn't trust anybody it was that I was querying my own ability to um, to read people and to to trust other people. Um, so it was me, I had to learn how to trust again, more what, so. What prompted um, you to, to write the book? I, I, I suppose it was there in my mind and my head. I do a lot of talking, uh, Jim, and I, I, you know, I've talked to 
I talk to novenas, I, I talk in the public and the press and, and, you know, loads of different things. And I kind of wanted to just put it all together. And I wanted something that was tangible, you know, not just sort of a, some story in a newspaper from X um, sort of date. So I wanted something that I could actually pass on to the rest of my family, so to my nieces and nephews, you know, as they go through life, as they get older, um, and, and you know, they've got something then that they can sort of go, okay, this is this is it, this is what happened, this is what, what Auntie Kathleen's head was. Um, and I also hoped that it would reach people that maybe it needed to reach. I know how much I got helped over the years um, by just small conversations with people, people that have lost children themselves um, or had other great losses in their lives or people who've had mental health challenges. You know, that those conversations meant an awful lot to me and, and, and have helped me over the years. So I suppose I wanted maybe something that, that I felt might help. It's not a self-help book. That's not what it's about. But I'm hoping that somewhere okay. in there, anybody that reads it might catch something that would help them. Thank you so much for taking time out to talk to us this morning. Not at all, Jim. Thank you. Kathleen Chatter there. Thank you very much indeed. Stay with us. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.